everyone, welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm John Reed, your host for all things Grand Slam tennis here at Mayo Media Net. And we are into the men's semifinals of the first slam of the season down in Melbourne, Australia. Big tilts going on tonight. Heavy, the heavy hitters, I mean, you could say that literally and figuratively in this spot, are all through to the semifinals. Of course, Novak's not here, but you do have Daniil Medvedev playing Stefano Tsitsipas in what could be a much better match than I thought it would be had you told me they were going to meet in the semis before the tournament. We'll get into that a, in, a, in a few minutes. But first, we'll talk about where the pick is in the Rafael Nadal-Matteo Berrettini match. Of course, we'll do that soon as everybody goes down and likes the video and subscribe to the Mayo Media Network below. And of course, in the comments, who do you have matching up in the final? Who do you have taking the whole thing? Let me know. Also, if you're listening in audio form, daily fantasy sports, picks and bets, the mix, rate, review, subscribe. And if you want tennis coverage all year round, my socials are will be in the bar below my face here. You can find me there. I do podcasts throughout the tennis season, not just four slams and would break down every or most matches and, and what picks I'm on there as well. All right, into the bet. It is Rafael Nadal, minus one and a half sets against Matteo Berrettini. This one coming in at slight plus money, plus 102. A lot of people I'm seeing liking Berrettini. He took a lot of early money when this match first came out. Rafa was over minus 200 of a favorite. He got all the way, he got bet up, or Matteo Berrettini got bet down, if you will, to the point Rafael Nadal got up to about $1.60 in the markets, which is probably somewhere in the minus 170, minus uh, 165 range. It's since come back a little bit. There's been buyback on Rafa, but the minus one and a half sets still in that plus money range. I'm liking in this spot. Again, a lot of people I think overreading into Rafa's struggles with the physical physical nature of the match against Denis Shapovalov, and I want to talk about a few reasons why it doesn't concern me as much. One, you know, everyone's circulating a tweet about he lost nine pounds during that match of water weight. And that is a lot. That is a crazy amount. He does sweat a lot on court, and he will be playing a day match today. But he's had two days to recover. And, I mean, it, it is. it does seem extreme, but it's not something that is, you know, going to hamper you or it's going to be a nagging injury as you progress through the tournament. Two, this it, if it's raining in Melbourne today, that roof will be closed. Now, while that presents a different set of challenges for him and may, you know, amplify the serve of Berrettini, it could help with the conditions and the temperature for him and kind of offset any kind of uh, weather problems you might have when you're backing Rafael Nadal. And then there's the matchup. And this is where it really comes down to me. I think Rafael Nadal can execute against Matteo Berrettini. Somebody asked me, but what about Matteo Berrettini serving this week? It's been so good. He's had so many aces, and that may be true. But let's look at the two players that he hasn't really been able to find as many aces against. Carlos Alcaraz held him under 10% ace rate, as did Gael Monfils. The, the similarity between those two, very physical, athletic players. Hello, the king of that style of play is one Rafael Nadal. He should be able to work his way into uh, plenty of Matteo Berrettini re return games. On the flip side, while Berrettini for a tall guy is much better than other typical, you know, tall, big serving players, he's still not going to find nearly as many chances on Rafa's serve. One, Rafa is serving as well as I've ever seen him serve down under this season. So I think he finds holds with regularity and he is the better returner. So we have an edge there. We also have the edge in the fact that his lefty, forehand and his lefty serve if he puts any kind of spin on it or he slides it out wide especially the serve and pulls Berrettini off court he's going to open himself up to a lot of cheap points I want to see how that Berrettini we know his serve and forehand 
for the big Italian are incredible. I want to see how that backhand holds up against the spin rate of Rafael Nadal, both both from the ground on his forehand and fr- from the off from the go when he's serving. If he decides to throw some heavy spin on, whether it be a second serve or even uh, mix it up with some first serves, I want to see how Berrettini handles that if he's going to pick on his backhand, which he should, because the cross court rallies where Rafa's lefty forehand goes into Berrettini's backhand should be his strategy uh, heading into this match. I do think that that matchup advantage is huge. And of course, Rafa's chasing history here. If you want the narrative point of view, this, he probably knows outside of the French Open in a few months where Djokovic beat him last year and where Djokovic will be the favorite again. And it is also a very good service for Novak. This is such a great opportunity to notch slam number 21 put himself forever ahead of Roger Federer. As a Fed fan, I don't think Fed's ever coming back and winning another one. And put himself ahead of Novak as well. And it's going to be tough to hold Novak off for the all-time lead, but this is his best chance to do it. If you want to look at the narrative point of view, I mean, you you know Rafa thinks this is where he's got to get it done while Novak's not in the draw. All right, the other match features Stefano Tsitsipas, Daniel Medvedev. I think this one is actually priced correctly. I've been very low on Stefano Tsitsipas. Anyone who follows me, on Twitter knows that. Coming around a little bit now, that win against Yannick Sinner was incredibly impressive. And Medvedev coming off a tough five-setter, I think, look, Medvedev is the deserved favorite. I have him around minus 200. The books, I think, are about minus 210 to 225. Not a huge edge there. Uh, Pass again, probably wins this about a third of the time. Makes sense to where he's in the plus 200 range. So I'm, I'm not really finding a great edge here. I think this is going to be a great match, though. So if you're on the West Coast and it's a, it's a 12.30 a.m. start and you can stay up to watch it, I probably do that. Uh, if you can get up early on the East Coast and watch it, I probably do that. I think, obviously, here, what's the what's the recipe for Pass to win and pull the upset? A lot of big serves, a lot of big forehands. He's got one of the best forehands on tour, and he hits it with consistency, which is incredibly important. He's going to have to you know try and shorten points here because Medvedev is the better player in the longer rallies. There's no doubting it. He's got a good first serve, but he does get a little pushy sometimes. And that's the other point here. On the flip side, what does Medvedev have to do to avoid the upset? I want to see him pick on the Pass backhand, and I don't want to see him in long rallies pushing his shots there. Because the one knock on Pass on these courts is that potentially his backhand can be rushed. He's got the long windup with the one-handed swing. And because of that, if you can rip forehands at him on that wing on his backhand wing, he will be rushed. He will spray wide. He might net some balls. That's what Medvedev has to do. But Medvedev has to be very careful not to get dragged into these long rallies where he's like, where he likes to push. Because if he's pushing those shots to sit, he passes backhand, especially because at night, the conditions slow down a bit. There's no sun heating up the court, making it quicker, right? Medvedev likes quick courts. When it's at night, It'll be a little bit more advantage Sitsi Pass. And that gives Sitsi Pass a little more time in his backhand. Medvedev has to try and keep his, his balls flat and ripping at that backhand, try and rush it and find points that way. That's my breakdown for that match. No bets on it, but I do think it presents an interesting matchup scenario as to which player can dictate. Can Sitsi Pass get those serve and forehands dictating the match? Or can Medvedev effectively prolong rallies and pick on that Sitsi Pass backhand? We shall see. We'll be back. For the finals, the women's final, Barty and Collins. I mean, Ash Barty, what can we say about her? She gets us back on the scoreboard. I think that's now six and one in our last seven on these videos. So, you know, thanks to Ash Barty. I think we've just been rolling with her for two or three matches. And to Danielle Collins. They've both been good to us. So we'll have that final preview for you tomorrow. And then, of course, the day after will be the men's final preview. And that should be a fun one. Thanks again for watching, everybody.